モーニングプロジェクトプレゼンツ And I want to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Generic Video Game Podcast. This time, a very special episode. Our first DLC episode with special guest Terry Wolfie Wolfinger. Yeah, you know, of Game Fan Fame and a plethora of other areas which we'll get into this evening. It's myself, Anthony, joined by Shidoshi once again, and shortly. We'll be hearing from the man himself, Terry Wolfinger. Now, before I continue, I want to give a little bit of a bio and background on him、uh, from the Game Fan days, more presently, a little bit of an overview of、uh, a lot of the things we plan to touch base on this evening. Moreover, for you hardcore GVGP fans who are accustomed to four, five, and even six hour marathon sessions, out of respect to our guest tonight, A little bit more professionalism. We're going to try and keep it within a reasonable 90 minutes or so. So, enough,、uh, enough previewing, and here we go with a little bit about Terry Wolfinger. And he was、uh, a man having grown up in the Bay Area. Terry Wolfinger moved to LA after high school to attend CalArts. He graduated with a BFA in character animation in 1989 and went on to create animation for various rock video companies. He later became the cover artist and art director for Game Fan Magazine, painting nearly 100 unique covers. Terry has been a character designer and concept artist for Stan Winston Studio and numerous film, video game, and comic book companies. He has attended the prestigious Sebastian Kruger Painting Workshop in Germany twice. Terry makes his living as a freelance illustrator and fine artist. He currently exhibits his new classic monster paintings. At Monster Palooza and Halloween Town in Burbank, California, and has had exhibitions in Pasadena, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Chicago. He's also a frequent cover artist for Famous Monsters Magazine, as well as a key artist and finisher for various current video game properties. So, with that, welcome aboard. Welcome to GVGP, Terry. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be here. I, I like how you're going through and like listing like his art's been at Monster Palooza and in this place <laughs> and Burbank. <laughs> I'm like,、hey. wow, like one of these is different Bur- than the other two. Burbank is very prestigious. I, you know, it's, it's, it's really funny because, I mean, I guess growing up with like Johnny Carson and things like that, you always heard about like Burbank, California, and then you actually. Right, beautiful downtown yeah, Burbank. <laughs> exactly. And then you actually get out here. And you're like, oh, that's what Burbank is. Like, Burbank, to, Burbank. it's like a,、yeah. a mall <laughs> and then some stuff. A suburb. There's a good sandwich place out there. Yeah. So, yeah. There, there, are, a, there are a lot of、uh, film and television studios out in Burbank, though. No, there are. But, like, like it's, I think it's the same thing with like, Los Angeles overall, is that kind of you get this, this idea, this picture in your head. Of what this area is like from, from you know, TV and movies and film and everything. And then you,、yeah. you actually get out here and you're like, wow, it's not nearly the kind of world of excitement and、it's, wonder that I thought it was. It, it's very suburbia. Yes. But, but, but you know, but, Terry, I, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy because、um, I, I'm just going to spoil it. We were going to pretend like this is the first time we were talking, but I, we actually talked like 10 minutes ago. Uh, but <laughs> be, before that point, I, I was thinking back and I think it's been, I, I think the last time we actually met in person was at the Game Fan. This is what I remember. It was at the Game Fan offices. And I want to say that that would have been 
like 97 or 98 yeah it was probably right around yeah like 98 like very early 98 because it that was they came to the point um which we might reach we'll probably get into but that was when and of course google is failing me now um <laughs> there, there was there was a point where game fan this gigantic rift happened and i mean we'll we'll of course talk about how you got to game fan in the first place and those kind of things but sure. but there's this big rift that happens at game fan and and the 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 game fan staff is torn in two in two big yes. divisions and i uh, we had to explain in game fan magazine uh what happened and you were a big part of that uh because and this this is going to sound totally weird at this point but at that time game magazines had comic strips in them featuring featuring <laughs> the editors of the magazine um which i think game fan kind of started i i was thinking about that and i know i know game pro had a comic but i oh they did but okay. but i'm pretty sure game pro came out uh started i feel like game pro started after game fan did and mm. was, was it no before? it was before oh, we'll okay. get beat up on that yeah because i remember still living in okay. new york reading game but pro. i i do oh, know the game pros was kind of like a, 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 almost like a comic book like character story adventure story and, and, and right right it was yeah go ahead definitely more we, we definitely tried to get it more comic booky. Yeah, and and but I mean for for Game Fan it was about the staff them. Well, I mean as much as, yeah. as those characters were or were not the staff, it was about the staff and kind of the the supposed adventures of the staff versus um uh like a game pro where it was this kind of sci-fi right. fantasy story. So Oh, okay. Yeah, so I and and God, I, I shouldn't have mentioned this now because I don't know if we're going to talk about it now or, or later. But thinking back, like that's kind of my memory of the last time that we met up and we actually talked directly to one another. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, yeah, I think that was like 90, 98 or so. So it's, it's been like so. Was that well? The very the very around. end of it was about ninety eight, I think. So ninety seven was probably the rift you were talking about. Yeah, because I, I where so, where the, the two factions kind of split up. Yeah, because I remember ninety eight when I moved back home and worked from from Nebraska for for the magazine. Right. Um, and that came soon after kind of that that split. So yeah, it would have been like like late late ninety seven or something like that. Yeah, ninety eight is when I started a, a different job as well. Okay, so at, uh, so it's way forward technologies. Wait, <laughs> hello. Did, did you actually work? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> you you actually worked there? Yeah, I did. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, actually, over the years, uh, I've I've freelanced for him, but yeah, I, I was full time there for a little while, maybe almost a year after Game Fan. Huh, I didn't know that. But I'm 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 stepping on I'm stepping on Anthony's uh, well-crafted plan here, um, so I will I will let him like kick us off into really talking about you, and not doing a Quentin Tarantino jumping around in time. All right, but you you were getting at the co- that last comic strip, weren't you? You're about to. Well, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if we should talk about that now because, like, I don't know if it'll make sense if people don't know. What, All right. What well, let's, yeah. Let's like. start from the beginning. Yes. So Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, kick us off on getting him on his, his beginnings. Well, well, let me say this first off for uh, our fan base. 
this is how I judge or gauge, excuse me, everything in my lifetime wise because uh, my life is all video games. So 97, 98 era would put us at around Symphony of the Night, Resident Evil 2 time frame. I, I think that's and right. And then, yeah. uh, so uh, once again, want to thank the listeners for a lot of the positive feedback we got on our most recent uh, marathon of an episode about Sega. Uh, want to thank you for all that feedback. Uh, don't forget to uh, to hit us up on the email, as said previously. Uh, we'll give we'll give all that all the plugs later. And then back on cue here with Terry Wolfinger. Uh, it's very exciting to have him on the Generic Video Game Podcast because I truly feel from the bottom of my heart the audience listening to Terry on this episode is the key audience um, s- stemming from his tenure at GameFan as we keep discussing. And as many people know on the morning radio uh, network, Warning a Huge Podcast, the, that was culminated from three of the key figures from GameFan. Mm. So these listeners who have tied in uh, in terms of their subscriptions from several years ago, stuck with us over time with all the different variety of shows on the network now, uh, this is really the spot for Terry to tell his tale, as I feel a lot of people listening uh, will remember due to the age bracket of our audience. And uh, so this is just the right fit. Now, with that being said... um, Let's let's jump right in to uh, let's start off with GameFan, which uh, started essentially around '92. And what brought you to that dance, so to speak? How did that come about? Let's see. Uh, well, I'm excited to be here too, by the way. So thank you for that. Well, thank you yeah, for being no, here. And it's great to talk to you again, Shidoshi, after all this time. <laughs> um, so I was working at a company. <laughs> Like prior to that, I, I was doing animation for rock videos and all this stuff. And then the company that I was doing that for, they just kind of up and went under. And so I was kind of doing odd jobs and floating around doing different things. And I was, I was a, a pretty avid gamer at the time too. So I, I happened into a local, you know, they had a lot more different mom and pop video game shops back then too. And I just happened to be uh, in the store. I forget, I forget which store it was, but uh, George Weising. Well, actually, I didn't know who it was at the time, but um, someone came up behind me, and you know, I, I had this leather jacket on that I had painted a, <laughs> a big red skull on. So, so I guess that had a label of some kind in his mind because he, he, he came up to me and he's like oh hey are you an artist and I'm like uh yeah yeah I actually am oh oh hey do you do you, do you draw robots <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I was like uh yeah I, I, I probably can and I'm thinking like oh my god who is this guy he's just a customer talking to me <laughs> I'm like, just looking for a video game man leave me alone but then he kind of went into well oh that's great because Actually, I'm I'm working at this at this magazine. Well, we're we're starting up a magazine, um, and uh, we need an artist. You know, we need someone to paint the covers. I'm like, oh, oh, really? Oh, well, yes, I am an artist. <laughs> and blah blah blah. So I became much more interested. And um, like I said, that was uh, George Weising. He was one of the original guys. He was one of the the tech tech guys and layouts back then. I think. Um, and so we stayed in contact, and it was kind of, 
you know, I, I just kind of followed up, hey, how's that magazine thing going? Oh, you know, we're, we're, we're not quite ready yet. And, and I, and it was maybe a couple months, two or three months. And I finally kind of like, ah, that, that wasn't real, you know? And then I get a phone call out of the blue, like, oh, hey, it's, it's George, that guy you met. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, um, yeah, we, we want to come meet you. Can you sh show us some of your work? And so I kind of gathered, gathered a bunch of my work together and, uh, and came over to the Game Fan store at the time. It was Die Hard Game Fan, uh, a little store on, a, I think it was on Ventura. Yeah, I was going to ask you if, if that was, I think, because I, I, it's, it's, it's weird, like, being in this area now, you know, compared to, to just reading about it back then, but yeah. I, I've seen photos of, like, it had, like, a, the doors were, like, a, a floppy disk or something like that, and I, I, I thought it was on Ventura. I didn't know if there was a couple of them, but at that point, I think that's where it was at. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just had one. Yeah, it was probably Ventura Boulevard, and, and yeah, it was just regular shop and and uh so i went there and they brought me into the back so the, the the store was kind of divided into half you know the front and then the back um and i met with dave and i guess they had been producing like uh video game catalogs that were getting popular and uh so that's what kind of fueled them into wanting to do a magazine but, uh, so I met with Dave and they, they were showing me old, uh, well, I guess they weren't old. They're probably current Famitsus and how they had that mascot character of theirs and all the video game characters were airbrushed in the style of that artist. And they kind of wanted to do something similar with their own character, uh, the monitor character. So, so, so okay. So, so I was going to ask about that because so when you... When you came into the picture at that point, the the idea, mm -hmm. idea for Monitor already existed. Yeah, Greg Off had done like a rough version of him, and it was pretty much just like a muscly guy with a, a TV for his head, and kind of this this metal diaper thing that he wore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of maintained that, uh, and, and he he did the muscles kind of really balloony and. Uh, kind of cartoony and so I, I kind of tried to maintain that for a little bit but as time went on I, I kind of tried to turn it more into my style which yeah more or less did um, but the, the interesting thing was you know Dave really wanted the guy the artist that they hired to know how to do traditional airbrushed and you know I, I owned an airbrush uh, I had used it in some of my animation like for airbrushing smoke and <laughs> sparks and you know glows and things but I, I hadn't really done any traditional you know painted illustrations using airbrush so but you know I, I told him that yeah yeah I, I do airbrush yeah I, I know how to airbrush <laughs> and they sent me away with an assignment like I think it was like okay if you can do like a sonic um and then they had like a, a magazine header that had bonk in it do you remember Bong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. cave dude. And then, uh, and then they had uh, the guy from Fatal Fury, I think. Oh, really? The guy with the the trucker hat. T uh, Terry Bogart. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like the uh, a different section of the magazine that was using that character. Oh, I think I'm, I, I, 
did, did they ever actually use that that you did? For- yeah, they used it for a little bit. I, I like feel I feel like I've seen three, that. Three, four months. Yeah. I know. I, I forget what it was. It was like something like uh, SNK section or yeah. something like that. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I know what you're talking about now. That's right. So so they sent me over with an assignment, and they were going to pay me for the work. And so I kind of, I, on my way home, I stopped off in an art store and bought a How to Airbrush book. <laughs> <laughs> Bought some supplies and, <laughs> and and they had like a little tutorial where you could actually do a, a few different projects that they walked you through. So I, I, there was one that, to do like a like kind of a, a shiny gold plated uh, three dimensional letter E. <laughs> and so so that was my first project. And I you know you have to cut out frisket with like a little exacto knife and you, it's just kind of plasticky film stuff and. And I just I just tore everything up. I was cutting way too hard through it, and the project just came out awful. Like, but uh, I, I I I I learned uh, what not to do, and I figured, well, I, the next one should go a little better, and and it did. And then I was I was meeting my 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 parents in uh, Pismo Beach during that week, and that they wanted to see these projects. Like they, I think they gave me about a week, and so I, I was gonna, I was hanging out with my parents at Pismo Beach, and where they have the sand dunes where you can rent ATVs and ride around the sand dunes, and so we we did that, and I had my I brought my kit with me, like my airbrush, and my compressor, and my drawing board, and all that, and, and I was just gonna work on it in the in the motel room, and uh, so then that day we were out in the sand dunes and. I, I had a little piece of sand lodged in my eye, like, like all day. And I, I was, it was just kind of irritated all day and I was kind of rubbing it. And, and by the end of the, the end of the day, I was just like, uh, my eye is killing me. And so we went to the emergency room and I, I had scratched up my cornea in one eye. Wow. <laughs> and so they had to give me drops. And, and so I was with an eye patch for two days but this this stuff had to get done. So, so I'm working with like one eye using tools I barely knew how to use <laughs> trying to figure out how to how to get this sonic to look like the sonic of the magazines, you know. And, and it it ended up working out. I I I just muscled through it. Um they weren't the most amazing things, but they were—they're were pretty decent, I have to say, for a, a first-time airbrusher. So now, was that that what you worked on? Was that what ended up on the the first issue's cover, or did you redo that? Oh yeah, so so they said, "Great, we're going to use these. We're hired." I'm like, "Cool!" And they they paid me for the pieces, and and then I I thought, "Okay, this is great. I'll, they'll they'll talk to me next month." And then I get a phone call again. Uh, it was like a. a Saturday maybe or, or Sunday morning or something They're like dude we forgot we need a cover I'm like <laughs> okay when do you need it Monday I'm like oh no <laughs> so we went from just having nothing to uh, just a full-blown cover and it it's the one where monitors kind of breaking through the pages yep uh, yeah it's 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 kind of awful but <laughs> I mean, I'm, Sonic, I think, is behind him, and Mario, and all the characters are like, kind of like, here we are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and th- this is no offense to your artwork or anything, but it it is a really bizarre 
<laughs> magazine cover because I mean it's it, right. it literally is like like half of the cover is just solid black, and then with these, with these characters <laughs> kind of tearing out, and you're like this is this is like no like no logical magazine would ever do this as a cover, but I mean right. it's, at the same time it's kind of like that really is just the spirit of what game fan would become is this magazine that yeah. that totally does not care about the rules and just does whatever it thinks is cool exactly. at the time. So exactly. Well, that was the thing too. Like when I met everybody and when I was talking with George and, and I was like, you know, there's was something special here. Like everyone was so enthusiastic and so just kind of, and I just, I just had this feeling like, yeah, this is going to be something important to be part of. And, you know, I didn't get paid a lot of money at the beginning, and, and but it, it just felt kind of right, you know. Yeah, because I mean, I was gonna ask. Yeah. I was gonna ask you that because I was. I mean, like, it's it's interesting because you know, for me, from my position, I come into Game Fan after it's kind of established, and right. I came I came in as a reader first, so I had this like huge picture in my mind of what Game Fan was and what the offices were and everything. But but yeah. for you, you were. I mean, you were there at the very beginning so at the bottom yeah so i mean i imagine that for you you really didn't have much expectations beyond there's just some weird people making a magazine they might give me money exactly well yeah that that is the core of it (laughs) it's like oh you're gonna pay me okay (laughs) great this 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 could work um now now if you don't mind me interjecting and uh, i'm gonna i apologize for this listeners i'm gonna turn uh volume down on my recording i'm getting a little feedback um you know it's kind of an interesting or it's interesting how things work out because a little bit of background again game fan magazine in short for the the maybe the two people listening who don't know by now uh was a very hardcore underground publication uh it did things its own way and in in terry wolfinger being brought on board with his artistic style uh once once things got rolling and somewhat of a better schedule, arguably, where you could get to show off more of your talent appropriately with more ample time. Uh, is it fair to say, you know, the 90s turned into like, uh, it was kind of, a, everything was kind of extreme, over the top. Mm. And uh, a publication that was around many years before that, but nothing to do with gaming, was Heavy Metal. And it's interesting years later to find that some of the people behind the scenes at Game Fan were big fans of Simon mm. Bisley. Which in turn, I feel, you know, you, yeah. So you yourself, you happen to be a big fan of Simon Bisley. Huge. Your art, you know, your art when you're let uh, on free reign uh, has a darker edge uh, and tone to it. So you know, what do you? Uh, was that ever discussed at the office, or was uh, anything like heavy metal ever looked at? Or? Yeah, that's kind of funny story. Yeah, because uh, I I'd worked at this this company, like I said, I was doing video uh animation for rock videos and the, the company was called hard and heavy <laughs> I mean, how, how's that for a 90s name but hard and heavy the first hard rock and heavy metal video magazine <laughs> and and so you you would buy this uh videotape and it had videos and uncensored interviews and and animation and i did the little animation in there um but I, I told George this, uh, you know, yeah, I worked at this company called Hard and Heavy and, you know, total heavy metal stuff. And, you know, I was a big metal head. And, and said, oh, cool. Yeah, the, the boss, uh, Dave Halverson. Yeah, he's, he's in heavy metal, too. So 
And then it got confused that they they all thought I worked for Heavy Metal Magazine. <laughs> I had to I had to later say, oh no no. But and then I thought, you know, George was like, yeah, Dave really likes heavy metal, so you know, gear, gear all your stuff towards that. So when I was talking about Monitor, like what my thoughts are for for designing monitor i was like yeah well, well maybe he could just be all black leather and and spikes <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> that would be awesome and, and, and oh, then Lord. you know i later find out that they're like 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 what the hell <laughs> what, what's wrong with this guy why <laughs> and i i later was like oh well george said you wanted it heavy metal and then everyone because no 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 it, <laughs> it's all kind of confused there for a little bit but uh, I, I was hoping to to do more darker stuff, and every now and then I I I, I got to. But well, I mean, so overall, you know, I mean, kind of bookending on uh, Anthony's question, like what 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 impact did you have on kind of the overall design of of Game Fan? Like, were you were I mean, were you literally just kind of a, a you know a, a airbrush for hire that came in and and did stuff whenever they asked you to, or did you have any kind of of contributions on you know how the magazine should look and how sections should be kind of designed and and yeah that. the art director art director was a really loose uh title for me i i really did the bare minimum art directing you know um yeah i, I came in as a, like a hired gun just to do art on the covers and inside um but uh then i guess it got too expensive for him to be buying each piece so they was like hey how about you come on full time so i was like okay let's do that um i got to kind of give my input on stuff like oh no you know that should be this or you know or but but a lot of the guy like i think it was tim lindquist and george weising handled the bulk of doing the layouts uh at the time and and, and kind of like you said every everything was just really we don't know what we're doing we just want to make it look cool uh <laughs> you know we're, we're going to experiment and, and sometimes the experiments were awesome and sometimes they went horribly wrong you know <laughs> like you know red text on an orange <laughs> background <you know>? yeah <laughs> stuff like that but uh you know I, i'd give my input here and there like like, oh no no it should be this you know um but but mostly i was kind of my own thing i was doing characters and they started having me do kind of caricatures of the editors and create characters for everybody and that was that was a lot of fun i got to put kind of my own uh spin on that eventually but so before we get to that i want to i just want to ask you um so coming coming into all this i mean i know you were saying this kind of happened at a game store and everything like that's the first introduction mm -hmm. but so i mean how how much how big into games were you because i mean i feel like being a game fan not only would you have to know about games period but there's kind of this real focus on like the japanese gaming scene and stuff so yeah so like, like how much of this stuff was just were, were characters or games that you had just no concept of whatsoever and how much of it was actually familiar to you i mean th there was a huge element that i had no idea about you know i, I wasn't a huge uh you know, I, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of, of Japanese games, but I, I, I did have decent knowledge of anime, I, you know, for, for back then, anyway. Um, 
because uh, it was kind of hard to find, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, that back in those, it's it's funny. I mean, I you know if you know you saying you're into it, like I I know how that happened because, you know, I came up and you know there were comics that you might find that had been translated to English. Uh, mm-hmm. And then every now and then there was like streamlined pictures or whoever, you know, <laughs> right, like, like right. brought like brought things over and completely cut them up and you'd get, you know, like Shogun Warriors or, or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and then like you really when you really started to get into what you knew as like, quote unquote, anime that came, you know, somebody you knew just had a tape that they had gotten from somebody. Right, which had come from I, which had come from somebody else, and you never knew like exactly. where that tape started and what its origins were. Um, but yeah, you just like get tapes from people, and you'd keep trading this stuff around. And it, that that's exactly uh, this one guy I knew who was a little older than me. He he had some stuff on tape. I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Because they everybody knew I was into animation because uh, I was about to go off to Cal Arts to study animation. So people were like, "Oh, have have you seen this?" And like, "Oh no, this is wild," you know. Um, and, uh, like, you know, I, I mean, as a, as a kid, as a really young kid, I remember watching, uh, uh, reruns of Speed Racer, you know, mm-hmm. my early, early, early animation and, uh, and, uh, what Battle of the Planets or whatever the name they changed yep. it from. Yep. Yep. Um. But yeah, to answer your question, I I, I knew games. I, I was more of an arcade guy, you know. Uh, I, I'd, I'd hang out in the arcades and, and play. Like once I got like a little bit of income coming in as an adult, I was like, I can spend like twenty bucks, no problem in an arcade now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and I had I had a let's see, I had a a NES, and I had a. Uh, Turbo Graphics. Mm. I was one of one of the people that got fooled into the Turbo Graphics. Hey, I I, I loved that system <laughs> for many many years. I, a... I, I I loved it too, but you know, I, I wished it had a little more variety in the game. No, it was the perfect but... system to buy when you wanted to play games that nobody else knew about or had ever heard of. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> all, all, yeah. all your friends are playing like Mario Kart or Mario Brothers or Zelda or whatever. You're like, no, man, I'm 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 playing Keith Courage and Alpha Zone and and Legend, yeah, Legendary playing, Axe, and they're like, what? I'm playing Vegas Tactical Gladiator. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I I, I I I had the NES and I was I was into that and, and I, I wasn't really aware of of I, I picked up some video game magazines, but I wasn't like an avid. Uh, reader, so I kind of just just bought what looked cool or sounded cool. Well, so I mean, in that regard, though, uh, and then I'll let Anthony say something. I know because I keep cutting him off. Um, so <laughs> hi, Anthony. Like, hey. what I mean, like, what was your approach to covers then? Because you know, I like I said, I, I do feel like GameFan had this thing where they they didn't follow the rules to what a cover was supposed to look like. So, I mean, were, were you literally just told, okay, we, we, well, we want art for this game, make it? Or and did you... Kind of. Yeah, my... You know, I was a big comic book uh, guy, too. Like, I, big Marvel comic book reader's kid in, into my young adult. I mean, still here and there. 
but uh, I'm sorry. What was the question again? Well, no, like I was saying, I mean, when you're like, like <laughs> my approach to covers, right? Yeah, approach um, to covers, like, like, like where because you you, you I, say that, and I kind of think, okay, I can now see that kind of comic influence from from the covers, right? Very very Western approach, and and so most of the games back then, due to just software software and hardware abilities, it was all. 2D, you know, there wasn't a lot of 3D, even fake 3D, because it was difficult to do. So sometimes you had that kind of top-down three-quarter, but I don't think that kicked in too much back then. It was a lot of side-scrollers and stuff like that, so when I approached the covers, I always wanted to go, okay, what would it be like if you were actually in that world? Like, I remember when we did the Battletoads cover... Like, I, I tried to take him and give the world some dimension. Like, you're you're standing in the scene with them and someone's leaping at you. And, you know, and the monitor was in there, I don't know, ready to do battle with the, the toads there. <laughs> but, uh, so that, that was kind of my approach of trying to give some reality to these two-dimensional games that you know a lot of the games back then didn't really have uh character arcs or or, or anything like that either it was just kind of well, you're this guy and you you want to avoid this thing and jump up here to get that <laughs> right but uh so so i mean so, like i said you saying that like i said now i can kind of feel the comic influence versus mm-hmm. versus the this is what a game magazine cover is. And I, I did I did get a huge uh, crash course into the whole like they they brought me up to speed pretty quick you know I I took home Famitsu magazines and I was taking home all kinds of magazines that they had in their collection I was kind of pouring to you know kind of immersing myself into that world and you know then I I got a uh, a Sega system started getting a bunch of games for that and, and so I just kind of started really you know, because I love video games, and uh, uh, this was the great opportunity to just play all the games <laughs> I've ever wanted. <laughs> I think a lot of people went into game fan with that. <laughs> that was one of the the benefits, you know. <laughs> well, as as time moves along, this is interesting because we've we've covered the, you know, the the more hardcore underground aspect, starting at square mm-hmm. one. And Game Fan, after a few years, truly did hit a stride. And and their install base, I dare say, uh, literally hit north of a quarter of a million. Uh, I'm lowballing mm. it. So what what did that feel like to be in front of literally thousands? You know, because th- the fir- I always said this: the first thing you see every month, no matter what, when you pick up an issue of Game Fan, was your art. Right. You see the cover, then you go inside. And then, so so not only that aspect, asking you what you know, what was that, what was that like to be seen by so many, and you know maybe that potentially opened up other opportunities. And then the second half of my, <clears throat> excuse me, question on Game Fan is, uh, you know, much like myself, one of the joys I get out of doing the podcast is interacting with the is interacting with the fans, mm-hmm. uh, having that dialogue and that communication. And I know you on a personal level, you're really big oh, on yeah. that, and we go through like the 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 letter section, the letter art, and I'll let you tell a tale of another gentleman who 
had aspirations of becoming an artist <laughs> and also had a successful career in both comics and gaming. All right, yeah. Um, no, you're you're 100 right. Uh, Game Fan did become popular pretty quickly. Uh, so we we ran that that first couple issues out of the back of that store. I mean, and it was a tight fit. There was like one little office that they had one computer that everyone would sit around like four or five guys <laughs> dictate what was typed. And then I was like behind this door in kind of kind of a glorified broom closet almost <laughs> with my compressor and a easel there. Um, so we, we ran it out of there for a little bit and then uh, the popularity started growing. Uh, we went to a new office. It was just dedicated for the magazine. Uh, the store was just the store. And uh, yeah, then I started to getting fan mail and it was really cool and kids were were drawing my characters on the envelopes and and just yeah it was awesome i mean i was like maybe 24 at the time something like that 25 when i was doing that <clears throat> and so it was great you know and i i got a real kick out of it and and i remember this this one kid was like, oh my god, I saw your magazine on the newsstand. I've been buying it every time I see it. And you guys are amazing. I love the art. And I love those covers and the adventures. The monitor is so cool. <laughs> and, and and so I and he's like, I was wondering if you could paint me a cover of the last paint me a copy of the cover you just did. It was like <laughs> so I was like, well. So I actually wrote him back, you know, I just kind of hand wrote it on a piece of paper and I'm like, well, hey, thanks for the, thanks for the input. And I, I, I can't take the time to paint you a cover, but I've, I've Xeroxed the original pencils that I used to paint the cover and I folded it up and sent it to him. And, and then he sent me a letter back. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I got a, a response from you and an ink even. <laughs> <laughs> It was just, it was great. He's like, and it happened to be my birthday, and and your your copy of the cover came. Oh my God, you guys are amazing! And so I, I wrote people back as much as I could, and and uh, you know would send people drawings and stuff, and and yeah, it was it was great. And then uh, maybe a year or two later, uh, uh, we get this envelope art that was drawn really well. It had like the Postmeister and Monitor on the cover and uh, and Mr. Goo kind of there for all the people that remember who those are. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. And uh, and then he's he, he's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Like, it was like, like a five page letter too, just going on how, how awesome the magazine is and then a bunch of questions on video games and then how he loves our our art and covers and stuff and then uh, he's like yeah and I'm, I'm going to be starting up into comics soon and uh, I, I forget what it was it was like the, the new X-Men or something or some big title and it, it turned out to be uh, Joe Mads uh, had drawn this. Wow. Uh, J Joe Madera. Is that how you say his last name? But yeah, huge, huge comic guy. 
And so he sent us uh, some fan art. And so I still have that too. And uh, I'll, I'll have to post that somewhere because it's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, it's, it's funny sometimes. I mean, just like the people you'll meet, you know, that, that did know game fan and did read game fan and, and right, right. And, and kind of are, are like that. And I was going to say, I'm a little bit jealous of you because I'm sure as the artist, <laughs> you get nothing but positive, nice letters sent to you. Whereas usually us, usually. us the staff, we, we got an equal amount of, of love and then just seething hate, oh, you know, I bet, yeah. back, back in the day when people would actually take the time to send you a letter to tell you how much they hated you and how big right. of a screw up you were, you know, <laughs> Exactly. Well, I remember uh, doing the envelope art section. That that was kind of all my section. I would respond to each person in the magazine and post the envelopes I thought were the best and write little blurbs. And and uh, Game Fan was notorious about not uh, not delivering on promises. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, that we may be jumping ahead into their uh, a topic about uh, their, which call it subscriptions and how you never got them. But yeah, so I wanted to make sure that what was being offered as a prize would would be delivered. So I was like, well, the best envelope art gets a free inked board from the Adventures of Monitor, the you know inked by me kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I thought that was pretty cool. And I remember one kid writing in saying, like, oh, you, you can keep the you can keep the board. I'd rather have a, a bowl of dog snot or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Wow. <laughs> well, your envelope isn't getting published. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, so I want to go back because you, you, you kind of mentioned the characters. And obviously one of the one – of the, big parts of game fan was the characters which mm-hmm. kind of at first there was i would say kind of an in equal amount of real people versus not real people and that kind of changed right. over time so right. where where did i mean because i know you know looking at famitsu and, and looking at and it's funny too because <clears> with egm it's the same kind of thing as famitsu was, was a big source of inspiration um, mm-hmm. for that magazine as well uh, you know, looking at Famitsu, I can see where some of the kind of inspiration came for Game Fan, but they their their characters were very very different than the way Game Fan ended up doing um, the editor you know staff kind of stuff. So where did all that come from? And um, you know, what was that again? Like like what kind of input, if anything, did you have on that? Was it just you were told what each character was kind of going to be or what the editor's kind of persona was or how did that all come it, it, out? Exactly. Yeah. You, you hit on it there. Uh, the first, maybe one or two issues. Well, the first issue definitely, um, you know, they said, yeah, we, we want to have little characters drawn of our editors and those are going to be in the masthead. And it's like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And, and most people had their characters kind of already flushed out or fleshed out uh, that w- what they wanted to look like or to be, um, and Greg off, you know he 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 could kind of draw. He he was okay. Uh, he was more cartoony, and so he had drawn kind of a few of them that I kind of embellished a little bit and 
kind of cleaned him up, made him look a little, you know, a little better, um, but still kind of retaining that flavor that he had done. Like the one that comes to mind was uh, Kay Lee. Mm-hmm. That was that was Kelly. Uh, was he still there when you were there, Kelly? No, he was not. Kay Lee? No. Okay. Um, and so he was, you know, he wanted to be, uh, I think, a kind of a combination of, of Rue from Street Fighter and Bruce Lee. So he had the scratches, the, the bloody scratches across the chest and um, doing kind of a karate pose or kung fu pose. Um, and yeah, and so the other contributing editors had their ideas too. And Dave Halverson's character was going to be Skid, I guess. Skid and Brody. (laughs) And Greg Goff, I think, was Brody. Um, I think those were the first few. His main persona, though, became Right, that that was a little later. And then uh, as the issues started progressing... I'm not sure when, but more people kind of were added to the magazine as it was growing and needed more guys to write these articles. Um, you know, more people came on and then the style started, <coughs> excuse me, turning more into to, to me and how I like to draw. What was the... So like, what was the, what was the environment like when you were there? Like kind of like day to day, like, was it pretty much it was crazy? Like once you got, once you got a regular gig there and it wasn't just kind of, uh, you know, one off one shot deals. Was it, uh, yeah, I'd show up, uh, you know, report to the back of the store and find my little, <laughs> my little easel and chair. <laughs> and, uh, and then there was a big table kind of the kind of like conference room almost with a with a bank of phones because they they did the uh the helpline uh you know people would call in for tips and help and wow and so there was guys answering phones and then people taking orders so yeah julie was kind of in charge of taking orders and i think greg off even though he was contributing a lot to the magazine he still was kind of running the store a lot too and uh, Jay Perrier kind of ran the front of the store as well as contributed here and there. And so it was kind of crazy. It was, it was really cramped and dark and dirty back there. And it was just really just a bunch of passionate guys that love video games and would get all excited when the new game came in. And, you know, I, th- I think one of the reasons they wanted to do a magazine, too, is to, is to get those preview copy games, you know, like before anyone else got them. So they, you know, hey, it's legit. We're reviewing them, you know. Um, and it, it was chaotic. You know, all the editors were really young guys, you know, like Andrew Cockburn was was uh, the Inquirer was his character. And uh, I think he started there when he was like 16 and and he just would hang around the store and talk to Dave and Jay and, and get excited. And, and they had a few arcade games in the front of the store, and they, you know, some Street Fighter games and stuff like that. And so they would just kind of hang out at the store all day. And then he just kind of worked his way into becoming a uh, employee. 
but you know he was he was kind of the loose cannon of the, the crew i mean there's a lot of that but <laughs> there's a lot of loose cannons but uh you know and, and dave and julie would bring their little pug dog in there puggles that <laughs> without fail every morning he would come into my area and just take a big old dump right on the rug <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, Julie, can you come pick this up? No, I guess he likes you. <laughs> like, yeah, just come pick it up, please. <laughs> and then she would, and and it would just be this this mushy stuff <laughs> that wouldn't pick up all the way. I'm like, I like, friggin' clean the rug. <laughs> it's like, and I wouldn't spray anything on it. It was just like, oh, so I'm like, okay, I have to get like Windex or whatever I could, just friggin' clean this mess up. So so okay. At that point, were you still in the anyway. were you still in the old offices or? Yeah, this was issue one. Okay. Uh, when we made the jump to issue, I'm not sure because then we then we moved uh, further into the valley there. We because we were in Tarzana, and then we moved into more. Uh, shoot, what's the next little town up from that? Uh, we're off DeSoto, off the one of one. I mean, because I, I know that when I when I started, it was the Agoura Hills office. Right. Yeah, that's the third office. Yeah. Okay. So the second office was Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. Okay. And and we had to vacate that after the big earthquake in ninety four. Ah. Okay. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety four. Uh, but we were there for maybe a year and change. Um. So. I think we did about three issues at the store office. And then the popularity grew so quickly that we had to print like a significant jump in the amount of copies we printed. And so the printing costs kind of doubled and then tripled. And, uh, and you don't get that money back in right away. Mm-hmm. And we weren't mm. getting the ad revenue just yet. So uh, they kind of did this, uh, hey, anybody want to buy into the magazine? We're offering a percentage. <laughs> and if people want to chip in just, just to cover the cost of the printing, you know, and get over that hump. Um yeah, that's kind of interesting. As in in the business world, as one gets older, and unfortunately, I have to deal with it day to day. But that's that could probably come down to anything from thirty to sixty to ninety day invoices, exactly, as well as those exactly right. those delayed payouts. Exactly right. Mm. So we were kind of just you know shoestring budget and just trying right. to do this, you know, just trying to hang on, and and some people came in with some money, uh, my dad included. <laughs> he, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, so we're just gonna share all the stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dad actually, uh, his father had passed away and, and had left him some money, and I kind of told my dad about this opportunity, and because because I believed in the magazine and everybody else did, and 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 it was already so popular, uh, and we we had made kind of a splash with the first couple issues, and I like who are these guys and these guys are out of their minds. This is, this isn't how you make a magazine. (laughs) And, uh, 
and so anyway, my, my dad chipped in and quite quite a big chunk of money, um, and uh, and I think a, a few other people's uh, parents or relatives chipped in, and we we got over the hump and we got into the next building and got a dedicated office and got more computers and um, and I was still airbrushing at the time and uh, and uh, then I kind of. You know, I, I I would show up, kind of show up in the morning, do my job, and go home. And you know, the other guys would be playing video games all day, and then save all their work towards the end of the issue. And so they pull all nighters, and mm-hmm. you know, the last week of the magazine was just everybody staying up all night, and you know, and I just was kind of like, yeah, I, I like to go home at yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> so so um, did did your dad ever see any return on his investment? Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but no, I I, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I I don't think anyone did. And yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the dark days. Yeah, <laughs> um, they did darken. <laughs> so so I mean, you know, you you were talking a little bit ago about the characters, and obviously at some point that leads to the kind of comic that we referenced at the beginning of this podcast. Hmm. So how how did how did the comic come about and the, the comic was actually my idea wow okay i don't i don't know if anyone's said that before but i came to dave and i was like how about we do like a little a little comic like one or two pages and we have the characters that we're creating in the magazine and we just tell stories with our own characters and and he he's like that sounds like a great idea and, and i wasn't familiar with game pros so i didn't know other magazines were doing it i and it was kind of self-serving on my own part because I wanted to kind of maybe take it off into another direction maybe and mm. kind of a little little selfish I guess on my part <laughs> not not that it, the adventures of monitor was anything that great but, <laughs> but uh, you know we I just hand inked them and then colored them with markers uh, like like brush markers at the time <laughs> um and then we scanned those. And so it had a really kind of raw underground feel to that even too. You know, it wasn't like traditional comic book of the time where they kind of used the, the toned coloring and whatnot. So everything was just very budget and ghetto. And <laughs> Well, staying in line with that underground and hardcore aspect to paint this picture to listeners, another thing is... Uh... You know, not only was the the comic unique, and I, I know I keep using the term hardcore, but it was very insidery, and not not yeah. just insidery with fans. It was insidery amongst the staff as well, mm-hmm. like internal internal jokes. So there was a whole other layer to that, yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, and then it, then it got into almost, uh, you know, it it turned into little battles here and there with other publications where we were taking shots at everybody. <laughs> We were just, man, we were just little, little, <laughs> little shits, if I may say that. <laughs> just causing trouble. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, I mean, cause I, I remember the whole, you know, the Blowmeister games. and Right, right. And then, and, it, then it was like, hey, that, that could be BGM, yeah. Blowmeister. <laughs> or we, we rever- reverse the letters. Yeah. Right. 
yeah, but no, I mean that that was like it's it's funny because when you when you're first was kind of reading it and you're younger, you you just think it's kind of just this weird but but fun comic about the the the, the characters in this magazine you're reading, but then when yeah. you're actually working there, you're like, oh, there's like a totally different different like kind of level to all this. <laughs> yeah, there's different layers. Yeah. <laughs> And and Shidoshi, did you kind of start up with Game Fan early on? Like, were you a reader kind of early? Yeah, yeah. You? So, so I mean, because you know the thing the 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 thing with Game Fan was the first two issues, and I, I never I never owned them until I got to Game Fan. The, okay. The first two issues, I think, had really limited uh, distribution. Yeah, I mean, the I, first one especially. I know the first one especially. Yeah, um, three thousand copies or something. Yeah. So issue three, from from what I. At what I've always noticed, issue three was where it really hit nationwide, and mm. that was the first issue that I picked up, and I became a reader past that. And I, I, I Game Fan was one of the two magazines I subscribed to because I think I subscribed to Game Fan and EGM at the point. Um, mm. And yeah, I was super huge fan of of, of Game Fan, and the, the way I, the way I got to be on staff was there was a certain point where I'm wondering if, if, you know, it was kind of like one of the just kind of turnovers um, or it was because of, of the magazine being purchased by Metropolis. Um, mm. There was kind of this, this, the one issue it ever happened in, there was this ad in the back of the magazine saying that, that you guys were looking for new staff. Okay. And so that's when I sent in my, my, resume and samples of my work and stuff like that and okay. yeah because i i got picked up you know when i came in when people like mike griffin and michael hobbs right you were at that uh yeah that era. and a couple other people so that that, that would have been summer of 1996 okay that's yeah i i had taken off in 96 for a little bit okay um to go work for stan winston studio but I mean, I I know you you had came back. you yeah you had to have been doing some work because I'm because I know I'm pretty sure that you did all of our avatars, our characters. Yeah, I I when I left to go work for Stan Winston, uh, you know, I told Dave like, don't worry, you know, I'll, I I still want to freelance for you guys, you know. Okay. If you want if you want me to do covers or you have yeah, because I think I did. Uh, uh, Mike Hobbs's character when I was at Stan's actually, hmm. um, his avatar, I believe. Yeah, because I, you know, thinking back about it, I I feel like at that point the comic wasn't around anymore because no, they kind of killed yeah, it. Yeah, because I was um, I was I I wasn't in the comic until we get to the the big split, which is where we started off <laughs> at. Because um, right. I was in that one, so I think I had like one yeah. one time when I was actually in the comic. Oh man, yeah, that was the thing about Dave. Like he get one piece of criticism, and then it'd be like, okay, like like someone had written in like, you know, most people got a kick out of a comic, and then someone writes in like, oh, the comic's dumb and it's a waste of time. It's a waste of space. You could you could have two more pages yeah. of game interview, you know, reviews, and and so Dave's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans are all saying, "Let's get rid of the comic." And so then the comic got eighty six. Like, I'm like, really, one guy? Well, I mean, wow. to, yeah, I mean, to to you know, I mean, the, the guy isn't here to defend himself, but I mean, to to be fair, I, I think Dave well, 
was always yeah. the kind of person who ran hot or cold, you know. Right, right. Th- things were either like he was totally on board with it or if anything caused him to not be so enthusiastic for it anymore, he was at the complete opposite end. Um, yeah, but, not not out to attack him, but that's, no, yeah. that is how it went yeah. down. And, and, and <laughs> you know, it's funny because, I mean, the, we got a lot of criticism of that kind of things because, you know, at a certain point, um, I became involved in the anime section and we we're always hearing that is like, oh, you should keep those four to six pages, whatever they were, you know, for, for mm-hmm. more games. And right. kind of my always argument was, you know, if, if you turn this entire thing into just a bunch of reviews and previews, that that's boring. You know, it's it's stuff like the comic and stuff like the little anime section, stuff like those other kinds of things that really brought that variety to it that, that people, you know, enjoyed. Right. I'll tell you what I wanted as a fan, as an outsider. I wanted the magazine to like double in size. Mm. I wanted the sports section eliminated. <laughs> exactly. I wanted the anime section to go to like 50 <laughs> pages. And then just, yeah, and then just turn up the volume on everything else. And, ha- and have yeah. at least two centerfolds. <laughs> yeah, the sports section was always, <laughs> sports section was always a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, yeah, there was a there was a guy Dave Dave Winding handled a lot of the sports games, who later left to go form PS Extreme. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that publication. Yeah. And that that wow. caused some controversy because he kind of took Greg off and Tim Lindquist with him. Oh yep. wow! And, uh, but I mean, there was a lot of discord throughout. I mean, promises that weren't kept and. Yeah, we're, I'm going to throw out some props ahead, real though. quick. To, <laughs> I'm going to throw out some props to Tim Lindquist real quick. Uh, shout out, even though I don't know him. Uh, I miss Double Jump books. Yeah. I miss yeah, that one. He's, he's, he's popular. Yep. I even have an autographed Double Jump book signed by Shidoshi. We'll get this one. Signed by ah. Prinny. But, oh. But, the Penguin signed wow. it. Wait, wait, yep. with like, with, with, with like it's, it's Beak or... or... Actual hand, yeah. Or flipper. I can't. Flipper, I guess it would be. His flipper. Um. Well, then you know what? Since we're talking about, I'm going to ask you then because, you know, I started off by talking about the 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 big breakup comic. Yeah. You know, uh, you you returned with this 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 comic, and it is, it is, its job was to kill off basically half the staff. You know, explain why these people weren't around anymore. Um. You know, I mean, what was the genesis of that comic that, as far as you remember, and kind of what were your thoughts on it? Because, you know... That particular issue of that comic? Yeah, yeah. Because, or episode? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, on one hand, yeah, they are just kind of... Some of these were kind of make-believe make, make believe characters, but a lot of them, because of why we had to kill them off, were characters that were actually attached to real human beings. Yes, And I, yes. I, I know I have heard at least one person in particular was very upset about... <laughs> you know the, the fate of his character. So, so I mean, like, just like you know, like, what was the, which, the genesis? Which brings me joy. Yes. What was the genesis of that that comic, and just kind of what were your thoughts on it? So, the comic got eighty six at one point, which was sad. And then, uh, let's see, I around the time that Metropolis came in, you know, Game Fan was kind of struggling again uh, with money and so forth and uh and i had the opportunity to go interview at stan winston so i took it and he offered me a job on the spot so you know i said hey dave i'll be 
take it off. I'll still be freelancing. Um, in the mean, then, then I, I really started to get to do my own thing, you know, cause, cause it started turning into a game fan, like the publisher, like they didn't want the game fan version of their character. They wanted it to look like their character. They didn't want, you know, right. cause Famitsu got away with doing the Famitsu version, which was great, but, and Dave, <laughs> well, not, not throwing him under the brush again, bus again, but he, he did kind of, you know, comply with like, oh, okay, well, it, instead of holding strong and fast, like, hey, well, this is Game Fan. If you want to be on our cover, we do our own covers. And and for a while that worked, but uh, but then more and more people were like, well, no, that, that doesn't look like Mario. You know, it's got to look like Mario. And so, mm-hmm. and so then I, it just turned into me replicating Mario, replicating Sonic and having some fun with it, but you know, it, it, it kind of lost its luster. So that's what, you know, I was, I was ready to leave. I'd been doing it for a few years at that point, um, three or, three or four, maybe. Um, and so I'm at stands. I'm not familiar with how the film industry works really. Um, um, and, and after a while, I guess the projects kind of started drying up at Sands and, and I, I actually was laid off, but not knowing that, oh, you get laid off, but then they bring you back on when the next project starts up. Oh, yeah. So, which is kind of the blueprint that a lot of game companies are taking now. Yep, yep. Game developers, I should say. Um, so... After Dave started seeing all the awesome stuff I was doing at Stan Winston, because I just really was set free to just kind of start to experiment with Photoshop again and, and just really start painting stuff that I wanted to paint, monsters and creatures. And, and uh, Dave was like, whoa, where's this been hiding the whole time? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, I've been restricted to drawing, you know, Sonic and Mario. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you haven't let me explore anything. And so, so he started trying to get me back. And then Metropolis came on board, and actually, I left. I left when Metropolis was just starting to kind of come into this picture. Um, so then, so then Metropolis brings me back. Uh, well, in a roundabout way, they they brought me to start a video game division that they wanted to start, like a development. I I, I never knew this. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So. Just stop me if you're bored. No, 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 no. I never knew this. This is interesting. Yeah, I've I've told a few people this. Uh, So, yeah, uh, the head guy at Metropolis, I don't know if we want to name names, but he kind of whined me and died me and said, like, yeah, we we want you to head up this division, and we want you to, you know, create the games. You're going to be developing the games. Pick a team, and, you know. And so I was like, wow, this sounds too good to be true. And so... (laughs) You know, I had met with him a couple times, and then, and then he he wasn't really following up with me, and and uh, and then, like I said, uh, you know, it, it it kind of came to my attention that I'd probably be getting laid off at stands. Like, oh no, you know. So I, I really started pursuing the offer they were giving me uh, at Metropolis, and uh, I ended up signing a contract. He he made me this 
crazy deal. And, uh, and then the very next day, Stan Winston, I guess went and talked to my supervisor and he's like, you know, I don't know if I want to lose Terry. <laughs> Ask him if he wants to stay. And I was like, oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I just signed a three-year contract with these guys. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But, I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they increased my pay by a significant amount. So I was like, anyway, I, I was excited to be creating video games. And I was still doing some work here and there with GameFan, you know, doing some covers. And they were, they were starting up their little offshoot magazines uh yeah like mega, yeah, fan, mega, mega fan thank you yeah so i was kind of helping with the creation of that and designing the look and characters for that and stuff and so forth but long story short uh metropolis didn't really have the funds to do two-thirds of the things they were saying <laughs> they were going to do um yes. the don't you love yeah, that the, in, in the game development division just kind of limped along. I, I I hired a few guys, and then I hired a producer. I hired another artist who was a friend of mine. Um, the producer hired a couple of his friends who were artists and writers and stuff. And, uh, it just it went south pretty quick. Uh, the producer I ended up hiring actually kind of went behind my back and talked to the head of Metropolis and got in his ear and, and suddenly Terry Wolfinger was insignificant and wasn't really important to the wow. thing. I, I, yeah, because it, 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 I was like, why aren't my ideas being heard? Why aren't the things I want to put in place not happening? And and it just, it got really frustrating. I found out what had happened and I just like, you know, I'm stepping down, I'm stepping out of this and I just, you guys do your thing and I'm gonna go back to GameFan if that's cool. And they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I went back to GameFan and sure enough, the, the video game division limped along for a little bit more but it, it they just ended up, you know, they, they, they weren't, they weren't supporting it with with anything. Were they so. were they were they, were they ever even close to to getting a game kind of working? No. On? What what they did was uh, they found a game that was in development and quite far along, but had kind of run out of funds. So they came in and basically uh, this Metropolis division came in and. and produced it published it i guess yeah published it and it was it was the men in black uh game for pc oh huh so they really had nothing to do with it creatively just kind of making sure it met its milestones mm -hmm. and uh you know we kind of oversaw that and actually produced the game so it, it did have one game under its belt but then after that you know it, you know they didn't really have the money to kind of do that again and so yeah it just it just went away and i was a game fan and then that's when the money problems of game fan started and uh and, oh which 
which leads me to your original question. What led up to that infamous episode of the Adventures of Monitor comic? Yes. Or, or, or Adventures of Game Fan, I think it, it turned into. Because it was the Game Fan editors were right. characters, too, right. at that point. So there was a lot of disharmony in the company. There were the people that loved Game Fan and wanted to to survive and there was the people that were like i'm sick of metropolis and let's get out and do our own thing and and should i say who one of the people were that wanted to leave game fan to start their own thing yeah i mean because i mean it's 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 fair because it, it's true yeah, it, it happened so yeah yeah so halverson got his favorite group of people together and and uh He's like, hey, we're going to start up another magazine. I've been talking to a guy that was going to come in on Game Fan, but I've convinced him to now fund our next magazine, which ended up being Gamers Republic. And so a group of people left. I, I'm not, I don't remember all the people, but I think it was Dave Hodgson and was it? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying a lot, to. A lot of a lot of English guys went over. Yeah, because I I know. Uh, I mean, it was it was weird because at the time I was roommates with Mike Griffin and right, right. And Mike Griffin went over to Gamers Republic, uh, and I was still a game fan. And I I don't I don't think I don't think we we're in the situation for that. Well, okay, yeah, because I left. I went. I moved back in '98. So there was some amount of time where kind of, you know, I was roommates with the enemy, quote unquote, if you want to say it that way, you know. <laughs> um, but I know I know Hobbs went over. I think Dan Jevons went over. Yeah, um, Jevons, which is why he got the fate he got in a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was kind of cruel, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, Hodgson, Hodgson did go over. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm, it's it's funny. It's funny now that you mentioned that because I'm thinking about the comic. I'm thinking about, like who was still around in the comic. Right, so right I, who died? Right, who lived. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know like I know Bruce was still around. Of course, Eric Malonis was still yeah. around. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. There were the dedicated. There were the diehard game fans that that wanted to see it out. Yeah, and I mean, fan. yeah, because I because I I actually went to Dave's house the one time I, I ever went to Dave's house. Um, I went to to his house for one of the early games for public meetings. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. And so, you know, he asked, he asked me if I wanted to go over and I, I was kind of like, you know, I, like, like you're kind of saying, I, I mean, I hadn't been there from the start, but my heart was still with game fan. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, I felt like if, if I stayed around, I would have a much bigger position in the magazine or at least better opportunities because you right. know, I had kind of felt like the, you know, I, I came in and, Oh, I love Japanese games, but you know, the magazine had Nick, the magazine had Casey, the magazine mm-hmm. had people who already had that niche. I like, I loved anime, right. but you know, Casey was doing that. Dave was doing that. I always felt like the kind of things I wanted to do with the magazine, like I never would have the chance to do. So when this right. happened, I saw it as kind of like, well, I could go to that new magazine and still kind of be fighting for stuff I wanted to do. Fighting for some space. Right. Or I could stick around Game Fan and actually have more of a, of a position there. So that's that's kind of like Get, why I stayed. Right. Given the opportunity to right. kind of spread, spread your wings a little right. bit. Right. Um, 
I, w- I will say this: uh, as I've never talked to the man, and he's not here to quote defend himself. <clears throat> what I what I will say is an outsider from afar, and obviously I have a lot of inside information, and and which obviously everything you both are saying is true. But from my perspective as a reader, you know the the one strength that Dave had was his ability, for better or worse, to talk to the gamer. Yeah. Well, hey, he, he could be a really charismatic guy. I mean, he was he's a funny guy, you know. If you, I may have uh, said this to both of you in private, but like, if you took out like all the business aspects and you knew, if and you knew how to use him, so to speak, hmm. if you knew how to use him and confined him into a certain area just to talk that talk, and like maybe you and you kept a, a leash on him, so to right. speak. He could he could be I will say a valuable asset, but in terms of from what I understand from being the controller or the ruler, and many other outside factors combined with all of that, it just it, it you know what I mean just didn't work. And I, I've said this numerous times. I don't know if I've ever said it on air. Oh, but careful. No, no. The, the <laughs> thing with the the thing that's most unfortunate with game fan is. The people were so diehard; they still remember it. Like if, you know, and not just to pick on Dave or just whoever. There was other management that took over on the second half of Game Fan. Like, if they treated the fans with more respect, or like, and and really showed that they were trying to make this thing work instead of all of these insider, insane stories. I think the fans would have forgiven them again and again to keep that lifeline that blood alive for the hardcore gamer and niche market you know that market still exists today i believe it's to a different generation but i feel it only really exists in select third parties like like there's no more real hardcore uh magazine anymore the closest thing i saw to it in the last couple years was a column that shidoshi did for egm online where he covered like what was hot in Japan on a weekly basis, you know what I mean. But like that that ele- that element is gone, and there's a void there in a sense. And I think, I think Dave and others could still have that audience to play to, if they played their cards differently over the years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I think it's still there. And I, but I I think it's, I mean, Game Fan existed. And we're getting way off track. We need to get back to the, the comic in a minute. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think at that point, I think one of Game Fan's real strengths was just that, you know, you really didn't have the internet yet. You didn't have all these message forums and direct connections mm-hmm. with Japanese developers on Twitter and Nintendo Direct videos coming out every month, all that kind of things. Like, like if you cared about those kind of games, like Game Fan was your Bible almost, you know, because that that was where you found out about games you had never heard about and would never hear about otherwise. So I, I do I do think that, that that fan base is still around. It's just the problem is that you know what Game Fan did at that point can't be done again because the world's right. totally different now and and how we get information and how we know things is totally different now. But I do think they would have been followed to whatever new endeavor whether it be on social media or just in a different format, I'll, I'll make that yeah, clear for listeners. And I mean, and I mean to be fair, like, I think that's why that's why Dave has has you know been able to to the success he's had, been able to kind of do magazine after magazine because there is still a readership that appreciates that that 
you know, we're not journalists. We're just fans of games. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk right. about that kind of level. Right. Uh, anyway, the comic. So, 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 <laughs> yeah. So we have these these secret meetings about a new magazine, and some of the staff right. leaves, some of the staff stays. Right. I, I remember it was kind of team per year and team Halverson. You know? mm-hmm. I remember, I remember Jay per year taking me into his office, and you know he he knew what was going on. I, I think kind of everybody knew what was going on, and. and just, but he he wanted to see where I stood, and and uh, and you know I told him no, I'm I, I'm sticking with Game Fan. I want to see this through one way or another. You know, either sink or sail. But uh, and also, like I said, my dad had invested some money into the magazine, which you know I wasn't going to get back from Dave. So maybe. Uh, metropolis would kind of come through mm-hmm. and uh they did honor that contract and they they did give my dad uh some shares of stock but you know which is worthless <laughs> yeah now. Gonna say, yeah that was <laughs> but uh anyway um so yeah so once halverson took the team and it actually happened and the reason this happened was because it was in such a financial mess. You know, Metropolis was supposed to come in and kind of save Game Fan from itself. Yeah. But then, and early on, they kind of did straighten up a lot of stuff that was wrong with Game Fan. They they kind of started paying back debts that were unpaid, and and cleaning up stuff, and started to improve cash flow and, and getting getting the advertisers to to pay the money on time and, and all that and, and got it running pretty good and then metropolis saw game fan as sort of this cash cow mm-hmm. that like wow we, we can really make some money with this thing let's let's offshoot this let's start a project that game fan will fund and then then let's let's start three more magazines that game fan will fund and then and it just you know, Game Fan collapsed under its own weight of all that stuff. And so, it, you know, there was payroll checks were bouncing and, and all that. Maybe, maybe that hadn't started just yet, but I, I mean, no, it, 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 it was, it was starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in the time and almost the time I was at Game Fan, there was the whole kind of, as I always say, the cannonball run style. Right. To the, to the bank. To the bank, you know, so. Cash your check. Yeah. <laughs> Get get cash right <laughs> don't deposit it yeah and and yeah half the time they would bounce and half the time there weren't funds to clear the checks and yeah so so people were fed up and you know everybody was fed up but we were trying we believed and we're hoping that it would get better so dave finally takes his side and they leave and they they're they're gone they're out of the office and, and, and i mean it, it, it literally was like half the staff yeah, it was about half. It was it was weird. You know, you see the, all these empty desks and offices and, and, and kind of the survivors, you know, you <laughs> walk down the hall with that knowing look and you're like, hey, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still fighting. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Jay, you know, so that was a big blow to Game Fan too, you know, uh, have its 
one of its creators just up and leave. And, and uh, we're like, okay, you're going to do that to us? <laughs> well, <laughs> here's our big middle finger back at you. <laughs> and so I think it was Jay came in and he propositioned that comic idea. All right, so we got some guys that have left. Why should they still be in our comic? Like, like, yeah, why should they even be alive? Like, <laughs> and it just like, right, okay. And so we just start devising, you know, the, the I think it, it was like a three-part arc of like, Blomeister tries to sabotage and then the weird son of Blomeister shows up and, and, and blows up the building. Yeah, I, I think I think like he's in as like a, a the platypus sixty four or something like that. <laughs> right, right, right. Or sixty five or yeah, something, something like that. Cause, yeah, because it has one extra bit. You know? Um, right. Oh yeah. Why were we climbing the platypus? There was a, oh the jaguar came out. So oh, like, oh okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like uh, I'm like, what's a ridiculous animal that we can base a game system <laughs> on? The platypus. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, the, the system really looks like a just like a dead platypus that you take a cartridge into in his back. Right, you, you plug the controllers into its mouth. <laughs> the on-off buttons were the eyes, and yeah, it's it really ridiculous. But that was the part of the comic that I love doing, just just doing absurd lampoons on things. Um, and so yeah, so uh, all the people that left ended up dying in either ridiculous or horrific ways or um you know there there was a few friends that left like like i think dave hodgson was was well liked so yeah he, his his characters ended up just kind of leaving yeah <laughs> like and 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 did uh oh, who, who was who was the little space alien character with the kind of the bubblegum head Oh, oh, uh, uh, Orion, Ryan Locker. Orion, right, right, and that was uh, uh, Ryan Lockhart. Right, yeah. I was gonna say that. One. Yeah. So I guess I guess he he went back to his home. Planet. Yeah, yeah. He so, he flew off to his home planet, and uh, uh, Hodgson kind of just like got in a truck and drove, and drove away yeah. back home yes. to the hills. Yes. <laughs> but then and then the people that we were really just. Uh, Burnt, felt burned by you know we we burned them back like uh yeah <laughs> like dave like halverson like e storm's character was the best <laughs> he ended up just becoming a, a vegetable and <laughs> 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 ended up we locked him into a mental institution <laughs> and on the door when when monitor and 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 Kid Fantastic, which was uh, Jay Prier's character, you know, they, how's he storm? How is he? Well, it's it's not good. And they open the door and you see him. He's just kind of <laughs> drooling. Like, yeah, like the, his eye. Like a, huh? a controller in his hand and he's like just yeah. running down his cheek. and Drool and he's got like little scars in his head. His eyes are just looking opposite ways. <laughs> and the sign of the door was like the special mullet ward. <laughs> I mean, it, like, on, yeah, I mean, like, the famous haircut. Like, for people who didn't understand what was going on, it had to just been like the weirdest and just, just right. The the most. Well, like, I remember we we started getting fan mail. It's like, 
what are you thinking? You're killing off your characters? <laughs> and because they didn't know about right. uh, Gamers Republic yet, you know, that wasn't a thing. Yet. And yeah, so that was, people just thought we were insane. Like, why did you kill them all off? <laughs> and like Substance D turned into a puddle of goo. <laughs> and and I think you're the one that discovered that. You're like, hmm, curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm this, like, yeah. This, this, this liquid looks like Substance D. <laughs> <laughs> you're examining it on your fingers <laughs> yeah i'm actually i'm looking at it right now i actually did i found the comic and oh, oh nice, and nice. um like like nick's head falls off for some reason <laughs> that's right they're like they they, they lift up they lift him out of the <laughs> the rubble like oh and they pick him up oh <laughs> i guess he's not okay yeah that's right <laughs> no no i will i will say this Uh-oh. I have to play the part of the fun police Uh-oh. right now. Damn it. Now, I want to remind everyone, we have approximately 10 minutes remaining. I'm going to allot a little bit more time. I know. We, we need to do like a part it, two, I think. We, we have plenty for part two. There's a lot I'd like to get into down the road. Uh, everything from publishers being at GameFan, your tenure after GameFan, uh, a kind of a rebirth of yourself, so to speak, uh, new revitalized art direction, trips overseas, uh, doing modern day work related to the game industry. Now, before we close this cool. out, I'll have Shidoshi and you uh, share some more stories here in the remaining 10 minutes. Before we get to that, we're going to do my favorite part. Hopefully, uh, uh, me being sick and under the weather uh, doesn't come out, and hopefully I can fake my way through okay. this. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget upcoming uh, current news here. You can see some of Terry Wolfinger's art. Uh, on exhibition at the 4th Annual Maleficium Dark Art Exhibition in Chicago. You can find out more information at www.horrorsociety.com. Uh, the gallery, I believe it starts uh, November 15th and runs through mid-December. Yeah, tomorrow. Check, so check that out for more information. Also, for the most current Terry Wolfinger-related news, check him out on Twitter at Terry Wolfinger, just like it sounds spelling his name out in full that's t-e-r-r-y w-o-l-f-i-n-g-e-r you can check out his site which is still up and running and it's a trip down memory lane you can even see shidoshi's original uh character from game fan on there at www.terrywolfinger.com and also uh your blog which showcases some of uh your cool and great work can be found at terrywolfinger.blogspot.com and then uh, also here as we move along, uh, the, the greatest plugs are coming to help pay our fictitious bills. You can find myself, Anthony, on Twitter at 24BitAJE, the number 2, the number 4, B-I-T-A-J-E. Find my co-host, Shidoshi, that's at Picoeri, that's P-I-K-O-E-R-I. Email the show. Let us know what you think. Want more interviews? Want us to spice it up with these interviews amidst our once-a-month marathon sessions? Mail us at generic at morningproject.com. Check out the new tweaked look of the site at radio.morningproject.com. And don't forget to check out, not only download us, the GVGP, don't forget the nichiest podcast ever and the one that started it all on that network. Warning, a huge podcast, classic episodes. So show us the love and support. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. And we truly do appreciate it here as we close out in the remaining minutes of this special DLC episode 
of the generic video game podcast, which comes at the greatest price huh? of free. <laughs> I am on his website. Look at this. Uh-oh. Or at least my oh. my my original that I character that I uh, hated, but yes. Yeah, the avatar that you hate oh. is on there. <laughs> oh. But, but it was done with love. It was. I know, I know. Nothing against you. Nothing against you, but But the person that uh, directed that character may not have had love. Well, and I, but but at least at least I still take joy out of the fact that I got to put my name on the character and that he didn't get to use a name he wanted and Oh. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm also I'm also on uh, Instagram and Facebook too, under the same name Terry Wolfinger. So throwing that out there. Oh yes, if if Instagram hasn't broken with the recent Kim Kardashian <laughs> derriere photo. Oh. But we'll save that story for another day. Thanks. So what's your Instagram <laughs> handle? Uh, I think it's just at Terry Wolfinger. All right. Pretty easy. Just search my name and you find all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I yeah, like special it. Special care mullet ward. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta do a search for that too. So who, 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 who was your favorite game fan character in terms of just like art style and, and drawing them? Probably the postmeister. And why so didn't he have? Brief... A, why didn't he have a nose? You know, some stuff just happened in a really. <laughs> quick sketched up idea (laughs) and we just went with it uh like a lot of the characters i came up with myself some were really directed by people and very specific to what people wanted but there was a handful of characters that i i kind of came up with because dave needed or you know the magazine needed more kind of fictitious characters that anyone could write under Mm -hmm. um but yeah postmaster came about Actually, there was an old Saturday Night Live episode. I don't remember the gist of the skit, but one of the characters in the skit just kept going, because I'm crazy. It might have been Adam Sandler or something. And so the next day, everybody just was like, ah, because I'm crazy. And so that was the thing. And then (laughs) like, oh, we need a character to answer the mail. We need like a postmaster. Like, oh, how how about the postmeister? And, and then everybody goes, yeah, I'm the postmaster, and I'm crazy. And so I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm like, oh. And so I just started doodling this little weird little guy, and I put old-school aviator goggles on him. And, and just I wanted him to be this kind of little, kind of scrawny guy almost. Like, he's, you know, he wasn't very big or muscly, but he was like, his strength came from the fact that he was so crazy. <laughs> and so... So that's how that started. And put him in big combat boots and weird shorts, you know. And so he just lived in a little cave, and and he he came out to answer the mail. Was his backstory. <laughs> and then we just and then I just loved drawing him, and I just kind of drew this really squiggly, weird mouth. And then I kind of had to turn that into well, what is that? It, yeah, he he didn't have a nose, and <laughs> almost like this weird duck lip mouth thing (laughs) but he was one of my favorites and i ended up enjoying monitor too and uh there was another guy sergeant gamer do you remember him he was he was he was one that i just kind of came up with out of the blue i'm like how about this he's like this military guy he's like sergeant gamer and i kind of drew him as an old like 
you know, Vietnam War helicopter pilot almost, you know, this crazy tattered up uniform and across his ammo belt were game cartridges instead of, you know, ammo cartridges. Um, Mr. Goo, I came up with. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was assuming that, that he was one of yours too. Yeah, he, yeah, I think more of the fun, bizarre ones were probably mine. But, you know, there was a lot of people that were, you know, I want to be Rue. I want to be Ken. I want to be <laughs> Chun-Li. I want to... <laughs> so, there was a lot of that. But uh, um, those are the kind of favorite ones that come to mind. Oh, and I, I liked uh, Dan. Dan Jevons was the... Uh, nightmare. The, yeah, Nightmare. That was a fun one. I, I, I was sad that we killed him off because I, I really liked designing that one that was his idea he wanted to be kind of a knight in armor with a chainsaw arm yeah i mean yeah because i i you know i is that inspired by army of darkness the the chainsaw was but the the whole design was actually just out of my head like i came up with Mm. spray painting the happy face on his chest and oh wow and putting him in a kilt you know and and so a lot of a lot of the design elements were, were all me so i mean it, it is it is funny because there's like a certain point in game fan where i think the editors had a lot more control over what their characters were so you you kind of see like this this weird in a way a kind of a weird shift in yeah. in tone for some i mean like you know because of course uh ego was like literally like the south park looking character right who, right who didn't fit in with anybody else on staff in terms of art style or or, or anything yeah, I was actually kind of surprised Dave let that one go through. I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is a South Park style. Why are we doing that? But yeah, no. yeah, the freedom kind of opened up, like you said. Like, yeah, I, I've always been. I mean, because it's it's almost like in a weird way, uh, if you know about wrestling, where where kind of the the old school era of you know WWF, you had like the wrestling plumber and the 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 dead man, and you know. The, the guy who got burned and like all these kind of very right, specific right, right. characters almost. And then Undead later on, guy. yeah. And then later on you have like stone cold, who's just, you know, a regular dude who's a badass and, right. and John Cena and the rock. And that's almost kind of like, right. I think what the staff went through at a certain point where it went mm-hmm. from, we're going to really make these kind of caricatures and everything to, this is just kind of a, a twisted version of, the the person themselves i mean because i'm looking at the staff photo or this photo the staff art for Mm kind of like showing off what the staff was after we killed off you know the other people right and you can really see where it is the old guard versus like like you for example you look just like you but in in (laughs) in cartoon form you know waka looks like waka bruce looks like bruce um right you know, I mean, like there, there's still a few characters that that are kind of that that caricature, but there's really a mix at that point in in styles between the, the between the, between the kind of the two eras almost. Yeah, yeah, it's it funny. I drew Bruce as like a driver character because he, yeah, he he had these cool old cars that he would drive. I, I think, or he liked the driving games too. So we and I and I just drew him with. Like just out of my own head, I was like, oh, I'm gonna put a steering wheel on his hand. And he said, he said the next day after I did that, the steering went out in his his old uh, Galaxy that yeah. he was driving. <laughs> so he's like, What did you do? I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, 
I was always yeah. I was always upset though because, because I know you didn't get that opportunity. I wasn't in that that shot. I know. I like I because I was in I was in the comic where everybody dies. Like I was a big part of that. I mean, like with multiple multiple occurrences of me being in that one, and then I never got in the staff shot. I was always heartbroken by that. Yeah, I know. Sorry. But I, no, I'm gonna I do, do owe. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, I do owe you guys Keep some going. Uh, new avatars, and I, I haven't forgotten. I've just been busy. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Because I know we we've been talking about that. So yeah, they're due. They're due on Monday. <laughs> oh shit! Well, let me let me fire up the compressor, and I hope I don't. Would, run would out you of believe before 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 we close this out? Would you believe you're the first person to? Well, no, Shadoshi might have let one go to curse on air with me on staff. Here. Oh, sorry. No, you're you're fine. You would have thought you would have thought my bleep button would have been gone yes. out like eight hundred times yes. by now. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to do is as we as we close this out once again for fans, and I believe we do have a part two in the, uh, lined up here for Terry if he's kind enough to to lend us some more of his. Time. Well, yeah, I would like to get mm-hmm. into the the other stuff too. There's there's a lot. And when, when you're on the generic video game podcast, there is no such thing as uh, terse, <laughs> short, and to the point. No. Good. <laughs> now, so there's I'm gonna I'm gonna leave everyone with these three bullet points as Terry closes us out. One, what was your favorite game fan cover? Two, was there a video game in particular that you would have loved to provide art, uh, whether it be maybe art direction or just to to lend some of your a helping hand of art to X video game? Wait, wait, say that again. So, favorite game fan right. cover, game you always wanted to contribute to, okay. or, contribute to artistically, gotcha. and lastly, any parting words for fans who haven't heard uh, from you in quite some time, uh, if they're just truly diehard game fans, game fan uh, ended abruptly, unfortunately, and you never really got the chance to uh, say X, Y, and Z to oh. them uh, over these years, and now is your opportunity uh, due to the advent of today's technology in the internet. Yeah, no, that's 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 kind of awesome of you. Yeah, thanks. Um, so my favorite cover, maybe two-part one, uh, traditional airbrush was probably the 7-Up Spot game cover. Oh, really? Cover hmm. Because we, we couldn't... I, I wasn't allowed to paint the cover larger than the actual size of the magazine. Oh, really? Isn't, Wow. Normally is done. So I was cutting out these tiny, minuscule little spot guys, excuse me, and painting them. And so just on a technical level, I was really kind of proud of myself. I was managed to get that. But I, I kind of like the whole idea and theme of that cover too. So so so, wait, um, so so for all the covers, you had to actually do them do them actual size. Uh, for the traditional ones, yeah. Wow. I know, because so, cause they, they couldn't scan it any bigger than 8.5 by 11, and and they they didn't know how to, like, scan it in two pieces and seam it together. And I, and I wasn't using Photoshop back then, so I didn't I, I didn't know how to solve that problem. I, I later was able to, but <laughs> it would have made my life so much easier. But, but Photoshop made my life easier. And I will say right now that I think I was one of the first people to start using Photoshop in the artistic painting way. Um, I think. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that were experimenting with it, but as far as publications go, we were the first desktop published published magazine. And I believe I was the first one to start 
just doing full-on painted illustrations in Photoshop. I mean, that, that wouldn't surprise me. That may or may that, not be true. That wouldn't surprise me at all because, I mean, just through the entirety of Game Fan, I think, you know, we were so groundbreaking in so many ways of, like, that kind of stuff, what we were doing yeah. between, you know, the screenshots and the kind of art we were doing and all that, all that stuff. Exactly. So, and because I remember saying, you know, I, I'd watched the people when they were laying out the magazine and I was looking at the toolbar on the computer screen and Photoshop. And like, is that little airbrush icon? Does that work like an airbrush? <laughs> and, and it was Tim Lindquist. And he's like, yeah, it does. And like, is there a way that you can cut out a shape and not have it bleed into other parts and like do a mask, you know, basically? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's this tool. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> can I get on there and just experiment? He's like, yeah. And, and he, he really encouraged me to, to learn. And, and so I just applied traditional airbrush techniques into Photoshop. And like, I, I, I messed around one day and then end of the day, I'm like, Hey, look, this is me just kind of being sloppy, but like, wow, that's pretty good. And like, it's like, yeah, you gotta do a, you gotta do a full airbrush cover, man. That'd be awesome. And I think the first one was, zombies ate my neighbors mm. that was the first full photoshop painting i ever did hmm. and my famous or my, my favorite photoshop painting i ever did i mean i have a few but uh probably street fighter alpha 2 i think that's the right answer <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember what that, that cover was it was like a big group shot. Akuma. It always had yellow. It had yellow. Yeah, yellow, it had a yellow border. Uh, I always remember that one. And it had just about all of the characters grouped together in the front, and then Akuma looming behind them, huge, with his hands kind of engulfing them around the front. And and I had very little time to paint it too. Like I, I, I usually had two or three weeks to work on these. Um, and I painted them all with a mouse, too. This is way before Wacom tablets and pens and stuff. Um, so it just took a lot more time and a lot more tricks had to happen. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that came out probably the best um, in the time restraints, too. So that was my favorite cover. of The video game I wished I could have been part of early on was probably Resident Evil. Mm. The the first one. Mm. I mean, I we we received the you know the preview copy to play, and it, it had just it just had a couple different levels, and um, and everybody got to take it home and play through it, and and that game just blew me away. And I was telling everybody, this game's gonna be huge. This game's gonna be huge. And I, I had wished that I could have contributed art to that. I mean, that was just so the game that spoke to me and my art and so that that that's one i man yeah i i, I wished <laughs> would you ever end up did you ever end up being a silent hill fan at all you know i never even played that game wow i know i i i after game fan i i, I did carry on playing games but it i i stopped getting all the games that game fan got right <laughs> obviously yeah i mean you, um, you don't you don't realize how how much your life changes 
when right. you're working for you a game magazine <laughs> versus when you're not and just how much access you do have that suddenly right. goes away the moment you're not there anymore. exactly you, you had access to every game yeah I mean, literally uh so yeah so i i, I yeah I, I i just missed out on that one and i probably missed out on a lot of them actually um and the third question was what would i your your fans what would you like to tell them after all these years yeah i i haven't forgotten about you guys and and occasionally i'll get someone that friends me on facebook and they'll say oh i remember or you know either are you the same terry wolfinger from game fan i'll go oh yeah that's me (laughs) or oh my god i can't believe you're the same you know i remember reading your stuff and what have you been up to and so I just want to thank all the fans that supported me back then and, and enjoyed my work. And, you know, I, I, I read every piece of fan mail. And, uh, I, I tried to respond to a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, it just uh, it was a good time. All, all that was just really was really amazing to just have that connection with the fans on, on that kind of personal level, you know? And, uh, yeah. So I haven't forgotten about you guys. I miss you. I still think of game fan fondly and the stuff I did there. Um, the stuff we all created and, uh, and also I've been actually thinking about putting out some, just some some new art based on game fan characters you know i've been doodling around with some postmeister sketches and i think it would just be fun to kind of revisit some of those uh characters with the you know my skill set now is 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 Mm. kind of night and day from from when i was was doing it back then you know I've, i've worked at a lot of different agencies and places and uh so i've i've learned a lot of new stuff so i'd i'd love to do you know, just kind of some pinup stuff, uh, and maybe even uh, give them away as prints or something. Or so, I don't know how you would let me know that, but if there's an interest, uh, I, I that would be all it w- would take. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, once again, as a reminder to fans, and uh, once again, want to thank Terry for his time. Uh, in regards to what he's saying, you can hit him up once again on Twitter, Terry Wolfinger, and uh, also on on. Uh, Facebook. I wasn't going to mention Facebook as that's sometimes seen as a more personal avenue, but uh, Terry's very, very friendly, down to earth, <laughs> well, I, professional individual. I have the uh, the uh, fan art, uh, the the art of Terry Wolfinger Facebook page. So that's yeah. oh yes, that's so recent. A little less personal. <laughs> okay, but I, I so, still yeah, talk so to like that page, and they can hit you up yeah, there, right? The art of Terry Wolfinger uh, Facebook. Or Facebook, the art of Terry Wolfinger. So, so basically, people should go there or or storm you on Twitter to tell you they want these updated. Yeah, fans. yeah. But my my only Just question would be like, like, would they be Twitter. like, would you be going back and reimagining them, or would it be like? Uh, where are they now? And just all these depressive <sighs> scenes of, of of the game fan cast, like in their mundane lives, twenty years. Oh later. man, I, I hadn't thought of that idea, but that that is <laughs> that is a good avenue to go down. I, I I was thinking more of like kind of the, you know, maybe not so much as reimagined as more just 
drawn a little better and painted a you know what it would be the equivalent to? Modified a bit, you know. It would be like today's HD yeah, remaster. There you go. Yeah, just, yeah, do the HD remasters with game fan stuff. Right. There you go. But but that would be fun to, <laughs> to see where Postmeister ended up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, so yeah, do it, do it. Don't even, don't even think about it. just. Do it. I'm I'm just telling you to do it because I don't have any any time invested. No, that's in a anything. That, that's a great idea. Yeah, just 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 do the, do the do the HD remasters. That, now, now I'm curious. You can have the. Po- I'll, I'll probably start off you, with that because I could do that pretty easy. You, know? you can have the postmeister uh, in his office, laid back, sipping a pina colada, sending out emails instead of physical. Yeah, mail. there you go. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's in Mazatlan. <laughs> so, uh, but once again, uh, I want to thank my co-host. I want to thank Shidoshi. Definitely want to give a big thank you to Terry Wolfinger for this very special GVGP DLC episode. Yeah, Terry, so, thank you, thank you uh, so much for being on. It was hey, great. my pleasure, guys, and great to talk with both of you, and great to catch up with you, Shidoshi. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's fun because you know, I mean, I kind of know the game fan things, you know, through the editor side, both being mm-hmm. there and having friends and stuff. But I I never really talk to you much about kind of the art side of, of game fan so i i know there was a lot of right. stuff that you knew that i just had never heard so so yeah well, that's cool yeah a lot cool. of fun 